Welcome to The Talent Scout. I'm your host, Shane Keen, and I'm a recruitment advertiser with a company called Scout Talent. Yes, you heard that correctly. It is the reverse of our podcast name. Every week, I'm going to give you a snapshot of some of the recruitment issues we're all facing, along with the occasional healthy dose of sarcasm, and maybe even some solutions. I think a lot of us are very guilty of thinking that we are highly intuitive. We often come to a conclusion about a person very quickly after first meeting them, and we trust that this opinion is in fact truth. I know that I like to consider myself a highly empathetic, intuitive, and emotionally intelligent person to the point that I often think I'm capable of reading a person and knowing who they are. It's in recent years that I've started to practice checking that line of thought by reminding myself that subconscious bias exists and that the way someone presents themselves on a first meeting is not necessarily a true representation of who they are. These gut feelings and intuition are ever-present when we are recruiting candidates. And if we listen to them during our interview process instead of fully assessing our candidates, it's very easy to fall into the trap of a bad hire who interviews well. When we interview candidates, whether we're consciously aware of it or not, we're often appraising them on three main criteria to establish their ability to perform on the job. The first of these areas can be called appears to. This is the candidate's appearance, pose, dress sense, mannerisms, and expressiveness, as well as their interests and goals. It's the area that really has the least impact on a candidate's ability to be effective in a role, and yet it's the area that most of our gut feeling is based on. The second of these areas has a greater impact on a candidate's ability to be effective in a role and can be called can-do. This area refers to a candidate's knowledge and skills, their training and education, and their experience. Typically, a resume gives us this information, and we can confirm this or dig a little bit deeper into this during an interview. The third of these areas can be referred to as will do, and this is the area that has the biggest impact on a candidate's ability to be effective in a role. This area refers to a candidate's attitudes and beliefs, their internal motivation, stability and persistence, maturity, intelligence, aptitude, and temperament. These are things that we like to believe that we're all really effective at assessing in an interview, but the truth is that we're not. We get caught up in our own biases and false truths from past experiences, causing us to draw conclusions about people that simply aren't true. Now, this isn't an argument against the interview process that we all know. Instead, it's an argument to improve it by combining it with different forms of candidate testing, allowing you to make sure that you've truly seen everything a candidate has to offer. There is a huge volume of different tests you can avail of to round out your interview process and give you more insight into how your candidate fares in terms of can-do and will-do. Some examples are numerical, verbal, and logical reasoning tests to establish the strengths and weaknesses of candidates in these arenas and back up some of their educational and experiential claims. Situational judgment assessments allow you to perceive how a candidate approaches various scenarios in the workplace by presenting them with a scenario and asking them how they'd likely respond from a multiple choice of options. This can be useful if a candidate is moving from a similar role or industry towards your organization. But if the role is brand new to the candidate, you'll likely not glean much of use here using this assessment. Most of the testing I've mentioned so far covers the can-do section that we discussed but it doesn't cast much insight on the aptitudes presented by the important will-do section. To gain an understanding of a candidate's will-do, our best avenue of approach is personality and psychometric testing. 
I imagine some of you may have rolled your eyes when I mentioned personality tests. Certainly, the personality test debate is decades old within the HR profession, and we've been pondering it for a significant amount of time now. But not only is it useful as a selection tool by giving you insight into how your prospective new hire will perform on the job, it can also be an effective tool for employee retention as well. In fact, using personality tests such as Myers-Briggs Type Indicator, also known as MBTI, or the Herman Brain Dominance Instrument, also known as HBDI, may help you better understand your team, the way they think, and who they'll work well with. Myers-Briggs testing and HBDI testing are both personality tests that we offer to our clients. But equally, everyone who joins our organization undergoes at least one of these tests. It can certainly have a powerful impact on a workplace to better understand how your colleagues work and think. And that has certainly been my experience of these specific tests. There are no right or wrong outcomes when it comes to the results of a personality test. But as I've been saying throughout, the findings can help you get a better idea of your prospective candidates beyond gut feeling. This, in turn, will allow you to separate the okay hires that are going to coast within your organization from the excellent hires that will drive your organization forward. Similarly, personality testing may help you increase employee retention within your organization by allowing both management and the greater team to become aware of the different ways that other people think, better understand how people operate and work best, and understanding where personality clashes may occur and how best to resolve them. Using testing is not a surefire way to make an excellent hire but it is a means of removing incorrect bias from your interview process and getting a more robust idea of who your candidates are. If you've never used candidate testing before, I suggest introducing it as part of your final shortlist process to start with. Once you have those top three candidates that you're moving forward with, use testing to see if someone stands head and shoulders above the rest. Equally, if you've never used candidate testing of any form before, and you're not sure where to start, then reach out to us here at Scout Talent. We've carried out testing on candidates on behalf of hundreds of clients, and we'd be more than happy to assist you in showcasing the best that your candidates have to offer. Talent Scout is a Scout Talent production. If you've got a challenging role that you're struggling to fill or an applicant tracking system that just isn't meeting your needs, then the Scout Talent team can help. The Talent Scout podcast is hosted by Shane Keane. Researching is by Mark Sheehan and Shane Keane. Production and editing is by Mark Sheehan. For access to all of the recruitment content produced by our recruitment specialists, including in-depth free webinars on everything from hunting that purple unicorn to best practices for interviews, go to www.scouttalent.ca follow the resources link.